You're listening to Integration Redesigned, the podcast that unpacks ideas, trends, and topics that directly impact developers and tech professionals. Join us as we learn from experts who are innovating and developing emerging tech with the world's leading brands. And I am joined today by Tam, who is our field CTO for Digibee. Welcome, Tam. Good to be with you, Kate. Uh, thanks so much for joining. So we're going to talk about SAP and an ERP migration, right? So this is a hot topic. Uh, two years ago, SAP announced that they were going to be shifting away and uh, cutting off support for um, their legacy ERP system and forcing customers to migrate to SAP S4 HANA. So one of the things that we want to talk about is uh, a little bit of the flurry and frenzy that was associated with that happens in 2027. So we've still got five years left on that seven-year journey. But why is this, I mean, from your perspective, why is it causing chaos across IT resources everywhere? Yeah, you know, Kate, that, that's a great question. And, and I think that the best answer to that is that any kind of unplanned or, or unanticipated um, change to a system is always something that IT is having to deal with. But this is a core system. Normally, SAP is the centralized hub, if you will, the ERP, the, 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 the heart of a lot of these organizations and their technology stack. So it, while it's great that you're able to have a, you know, a, a seven-year-plus kind of horizon when it comes to doing some of these migrations, there's a lot to consider because of all the dependencies and all of the different systems and processes that are actually touching um, you know, this core system. So it's really tough for these leaders to start you know, balancing the differences between their strategic and their more tactical backlogs when more of these kind of bigger ticket items get thrown into the mix of something that they really don't have a choice but to ignore. Um, and so I think that there's a huge kind of modernization exercise that goes on uh, when it comes to looking at not only replacing SAP, but also what are all the other systems that touch SAP that I also now have to migrate or have to update and maintain to be compatible with the new system? I think you've hit it spot on, right? Um, and I think it's part of the reason why when you look at it from the outside, seven years sounds like a long time. But the reality is, it's probably something that teams need to be worrying about when it when the news first came out. Um, so how one plan? I mean, what are some of the things where if you were thinking about this, right, if you were in your, uh, let's say, take that field out and you were a CTO, right? Wh what are some of the things that you're thinking, hey, I've got to think about and, and consider this along my digital migration journey um, or digital transformation journey? What are some of the things that you're thinking I've got to start thinking about this year if we were to just put you in a seat today. The, the, the things that, you know, if I was in that seat or that I was counseling other CTOs or CIOs when I actually do talk to them about these kinds of topics is that let's not think of this as a mandatory or some big necessary evil that has to happen. Because the truth of the matter is this migration can actually unlock a lot of value and a lot of benefit for the business that aligns back to some of the strategic priorities that you probably already are being kind of tasked with from your, from your leadership. It's an opportunity as a part of a modernization exercise to kind of shift the business left a little bit more and to provide a more cloud native approach to the business and really be a strategic partner to, to, to the other lines of business that are out there. And so what I would say here is that a lot of these bigger uh, companies have already at least started considering this move 
or if actually some have already completed it because the solution was out there before it was even mandated. And the reason for that is because they're unlocking all of this value that the cloud and this new solution brings to the business. So my counsel to customers that are, if I was in this seat myself, would be to, hey, let's start looking at how can we take this, this thing that we have to get done, but turn it into something that ultimately unlocks as much potential for our business as possible and do that by looking at where our process is broken or where have we done things that we've had to do because of the limitations of the technology in the past and start looking for opportunities to streamline cost, remove inefficiencies, maybe get rid of some redundant solutions through a resolution rationalization, a rationalization exercise. Because all of these satellite systems that are touching this, this SAP platform, they're likely going to have to be modernized as well as a part of that shift. So let's focus in on which systems we want to modernize and which ones we don't. And so at DigiBee, we have a six-step methodology that we've been consulting with our customers and help multiple customers through these SAP migrations that allows them to focus in on just that, migrating the areas or the satellite systems of the business that make the most sense, but then focusing on the true core of migrating SAP and the other systems that they know they need to modernize, but they're not going to do right now. It allows them to focus really in on the value and which solutions need to be migrated as a part of this transition versus having to migrate everything because everything is legacy just because of this, this 2027 deadline. Um, so, so that's really the kind of thing that I'd be looking at is, is where is their value to move things? And then let's focus in on those use cases and unlock as much potential for the business as I can. I think you bring up such a good point where this technology is coming out and it's built ultimately to help to help customers. So it's maybe it feels like a necessary evil because you have to move away, but ultimately it's getting you onto the platform so that you can do and achieve the goals that you're trying to do. So uh, would you say that if a, if a CTO or CIO that was looking at this initiative and getting this news, would you say that either way, they were looking at the business objectives that they were trying to deliver on an SAP migration might be necessary through that process, right? If, what do you think? Yeah, and I think that that's why some customers and a lot of SAP customers have already done this migration. They've already unlocking the value that S4HAN is bringing over their on-prem solutions. And that's because all of these, some of these other tangential systems that are out there are also modernizing. So it also becomes a little bit of a burden, actually not a little bit, a lot of a burden without an, a, a platform or without you know, the right framework to be able to integrate these, these, um, these more modern satellite systems to now a legacy SAP. So the business is going to keep rolling and as everything becomes more cloud native, it just makes more and more sense to embrace that. I think right now what you're going to see are the companies that are really struggling or really stressed um, about that 2027 deadline are the ones that have these complex dependencies that are on-prem or that are on other protocols that aren't in, either in the budget, or they're not possible for, for some reason or another to be able to be migrated. And that's where you really need to start looking at, hey, are there other cloud native solutions like our platform that it could actually help bridge that gap and that divide? So you're not, you're not kind of tied into not only migrating SAP by 2027, but every single other system that's out there. Um, and, and so I, I think that that's something that, that, you know, companies, as they're continuing to shift, that's something that they need to consider. I think you're spot on. And one of the things you made me think of is, and I think you even alluded to this earlier, but when we think about a, a transformation or a migration, I think there's this dual, uh, there's this competing scenario where we're saying, do we need to do 
a big bang approach or is it more of like the tortoise and the hare where we're thinking slow and steady wins the race? Uh, do you think that there's room for both? I mean, do you lean in toward one versus the other? You know, it's interesting. Everybody starts out with the best intentions of digital transformation, but I always counsel people to remember that digital transformation is a journey, not a destination. And as much as you want to be as strategic as possible, there's, there's a line where there's a diminishing rate of returns for, for modernizing completely everything just because we can. So going back to the value, or because we should, right? Going back to the value of should we be doing those kinds of things versus, you know, can we do those kinds of things? And understanding what's going to ultimately drive the most impact. And that's where CIOs and CTOs now are becoming, as the world becomes more digital, becoming true strategic partners for the CFO, for the CEO. Because so many areas of the business are technology. And a lot of companies today, you know, their systems and are, are actually the biggest bottlenecks for them being able to grow, for being able to all these other uh, senior executives to be able to reach their objectives, whether it's HR or it's sales. And so I think that the poor, core point here is what's ultimately going to move that business forward. And most companies, even the largest and the most digital companies that are out there, are taking a hybrid approach when it comes to these cloud, migra uh, cloud migration journeys of saying, hey, where are we going to get the benefit of the cloud? And it's going to make the most sense to the business, either from a cost reduction or from an agility perspective, to do a more strategic, uh, not just a lift and shift, but almost a rewrite or a refactor to take the goodness of the cloud into consideration. And where is it acceptable right now to either have the systems that we have in place or you know, lift and shift those and put those into the cloud, knowing that someday in our future roadmap, we're going to be addressing them. And so most companies that I'm working with have a three-ish to five-year kind of roadmap, and that's why it's becoming very important right now to understand as it gets closer and closer, that, that plan needs to get more and more tactical. So when, you when you're looking down the barrel of a deadline in 2027, that's starting to encroach on those five-year plans for many people. And then because we all know things can go wrong, you want to go ahead and do that way before that kind of deadline is anywhere near. So as, as CIOs are kind of plotting these timelines out, it's really important to understand the value of, and use that as a piece of that strategic versus tactical lift and shift. I think spot on, but also in the, in the timeline, right, three to five years, um, I can't believe that we're in the, headed almost into the back of um, 2022 at this point. Right. Year flew uh, by. Feels like <laughs> it flew by. I feel like it's still 2020. I don't know what year it is. Um, but it, it, but anyway, definitely something we want to think about. And I think I know the answer to my last question, which is if you had advice, one piece of advice for someone that was looking to complete this migration who just sat in this seat, um, what would be the one thing that you would say, hey, go do this now. Right. Go go do this one thing right away. So the biggest piece of advice that I'd give here is don't think that you have to reinvent the wheel or that you're doing this alone. There are many companies that have already completed this migration that probably have more technical debt, more complexities than you do. And let's leverage their success and their failures to understand what makes the most sense for you so that you're, you're not reinventing the wheel. And so what I mean by that is we've developed a six-step methodology here at DigiB that is tried, true, and tested across multiple customers. And we can leverage that same framework to help our customers or any customer migrate from, from an on-prem solution to the cloud, no matter if it's SAP or another solution. So the biggest advice here would be inventory and understand what you have in your own environment, but then also find a framework and find a process that has been tested to go along that journey as a, guide, as a guiding path or, or a map, if you will, for your digital transformation journey. But don't try to reinvent the wheel yourself.
Love that. And I think it's, uh, you know, in all of our own journeys, we want to take the road less traveled. However, for this one, we want to take the path that's already established. Let's make it easier for ourselves. I love that takeaway. You've been listening to Integration Redesigned. To learn more about how Digibee can help your team connect and integrate systems at scale, visit digibee.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.